You think you know me? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, the real wrestling royalty of Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio, featuring your hosts, the founder, Will Tarashuk. It's me, it's me, it's with Lee T. That's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Dusty Dave Malkowich. The man of a thousand gimmicks. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night, bang! And our resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rose. I'm the third man of a Kings of the Rings podcast. You don't deserve my presence, but here I am. Joining us every week is a member from the kingdom to give wrestling the royalty it deserves. So, without further ado... Behold the king! The king of kings! Welcome everyone to the 119th episode of the Kings of the Rings podcast. Camera up my ass. Goddamn guys, it was it was a week in wrestling. Uh, Smackdown 1000 came and went. It was pretty. I'm gonna say whelming. It wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't underwhelming. It was very whelming. You can say it sucked. I can say it sucked. Great, it sucked. But of course, this is the King's Wings Podcast, K-O-T-R underscore podcast on the Facebook feed, Twitter feed, all the feeds out there. YouTube, we should get a YouTube. We should, but I don't have time for that shit. Will Tarashuk on all the rest of those feeds. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. No Dave tonight. Dave is being very studious, writing a paper. Ugh, Scholar Dave. He makes me so proud. Tear in my uh, eye. Scholar but- Dave. We found a nickname for him, and he's not even here. I, th- I thought about that all day. I've been waiting all day to say that shit. But Ricky, really? my friend, you are here, the second man tonight. How are you? And why? Why was SmackDown 1000 very whelming? It was. It was. It, SmackDown 1000 sucked because of a lot of things. Um, I feel like the best part of SmackDown 1000 is like the slideshows in between segments. To be completely honest with you. But anywho, what's going on, everybody? It's King Ricky Rose, the third man of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and your social media ambassador of KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. But you can find me personally on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Yes, I am the second man tonight on the mic, which means that our special guest... Um, another fabulous female from Wrestling Twitter will be our third chair tonight. And not only is she a fabulous female from Wrestling Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, she is the Queen Bee. She is a Valkyrie, which means she is one of the best. So, back again for officially the second time, Kate Murphy, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Doing alright, I'm doing good. Good. Welcome back to the show. I think it's been like five months. Yeah, since we've we recorded on. in May, I think. It was like Memorial Day weekend or something. Something Which, like I that. I think she was she was the first uh, guest on the Friends of the Show. I was the first guest for Friends of the Show. Yes, she, she was, was. She was very one. It was uh, after after the 100 celebration. She called in for 100. I think 101. She was ready and 
ready, ready, willing, and able to go. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to come on for like forever, so I was really stoked to do it. Well, we're glad to have you back. Welcome back. So it's time for the first guest. Oh, wait. We already did that. Oh, no, uh, second guest. No. Ga oh, wait. That doesn't exist. Oh, well. Um, I mean, we can do some We can do some updated questions. Okay. I, I, I think we can pull this off. We're going to... I'm going to... I, I, I'm going to shoot from the hip. What's uh, your favorite Crash Bandicoot game? <laughs> 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 not, not that much of shooting from the hip. Um, all right. So since the last time you've been on the show... Your love for Roman Reigns has grown exponentially. So how many Roman Reigns-related dreams have you had since then? 69. Oh, I set myself oh, up for that one, didn't I? That was too easy. Not, but honestly, not a lot. Really? Is your, is your love for Roman, like, waning? Like, what's going on? I don't know. It just hasn't been she, happening. She had dry dreams. Huh? <laughs> I think ever since he came back into the Shield and now people like him again, now she can't. It's just not, it's not cool anymore to... It's not that it's not cool, it's like, it's not as forbidden anymore. It's not as forbidden. Roman Reigns is your forbidden fruit. Yeah, and now he's <laughs> in the shield again, so he can't be my forbidden fruit, so now I must move on and find a new daddy. Vince is like, hey, take the apple. Take the <laughs> apple. His name is Roman, he's juicy, he's always wet, and he wears a tack vest. <laughs> And he does this really weird thing with his fist, like, every two seconds. And he loves going, ooh <laughs> <laughs> God, wait, I can't wait till you meet Rant. You, oh my god, the, like, the biggest Roman fan I've ever met in my life. Seriously yeah, or ironically? Like Roman, and, Roman and Nikki Bella. Rant, I think Rant just thinks it's cool to love who the internet hates. Like, I've never seen someone love Nikki Bella as much as Ants, from what I've seen. And it's kind oh, of yeah. frightening. Wait till you see it in person because Nikki and Rhonda are going to main event. Yeah, I just I wanted to I wanted to see Rant like I wanted like a, a live action shot of Rant watching that segment on Raw this week when Ronda uh, Rousey has totally owned, made Nikki Bella her fucking bitch. Ate that bitch alive. Oh my god. This this we said this a lot. This is it was Rhonda's coming out party. This this was her this is her promo coming out party. I agree. It like was... and I've been shitting on Rhonda for it forever. I'm loving it. It was it was terrific. She just said everything we've if, if, if anyone who hates Nikki Bella was living vicariously through Ronda Rousey. Pretty much. <laughs> the only door you kicked down is John Cena's bedroom, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say the whore part, but she pretty much well, said she the whore have. part. <laughs> I I like how she attacks their fighting acumen and said like you pretty much have watered down moves of the people that you guys dated which is yeah. kind of true yeah it's uh, very true and she sort of said when you do them you injure people blows kisses <laughs> at Brie Bella yeah right she um Rhonda was like you know it was weird because she came out and she was typical. She was like that happy face Rhonda that you hate, Will. Like, yeah, I uh, hate it. I still hate it. <laughs> she was like, I just want to know why. And I was like, oh my god, this is getting really amateur really quick. And then the Bellas came out. I was like, oh, this is going to blow. And then for some reason, it was like, it was like they told Nikki and Bree, say some shit to get under Rhonda's skin. Yeah. <laughs> And they said, I forgot what they said, and then all of a sudden, she turned You have never been relevant in your entire career. No matter what you have done, it hasn't compared to 
anything we have done. You are jealous of our stardom. I hate how the Bellas cut promos in case you haven't tell, in case you can't notice. Yeah, I mean, by the way, that's a great Nikki Bella promo impression. No, that was you perfect. You should have done that for a promo class with Ant. Oh my God! I'm, next time I see him, I'm going to. Rant, you're I know you're listening. I know you're listening. When I see you, whenever you talk about Nikki Bella, I'm just gonna talk just like that. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Rant, can you get me a beer? I love beer." <laughs> He's going to give you a stone cold stunner in the parking lot of the Nassau Coliseum. I love beer so much. I could be on the Supreme Court. Ooh. Ooh. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, ooh. That, that digs deep. It's an ooh-ah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. So I have another question for you, Kate Murphy. Ow. So um, last time you were on the show, you were very big on the term click-clack-fuck-slap. Agreed. 100%. So- I'm still here for it. That was my question. Like, where are you on the Slack pendulum, I guess? I will forever be chasing the hate for Slack. Forever. Damn. You must have definitely listened to our show with him him on. Then, now, forever. All I gotta say. (laughs) I love... Speaking of then, now, forever, I love WWE's new signature. I do, too. It's beautiful. It's very well done. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's It's about time they changed it. What's so funny is a bunch of my friends are like, oh, the new signature sucks, and I hadn't seen it yet. I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, oh, it's gorgeous. What's wrong with you? Right? Yeah, I mean, WWE does their video editing Their video editing probably better than any other brand in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, they, have the, they have the best production team ever. Like... Pretty their much. graphics department, their video packages, their post-production, their live production, everything they do, it's just like... It's top-notch. I want to go to my company and be like, guys, this! <laughs> this is what we should be doing. <laughs> you guys are fucking up really big time here. Speaking about the video packages, and I should probably talk about this when we talk about SmackDown 1000, but I was very impressed that they used China last night. Ooh, that's a good catch. That was a very good catch. I was just waiting for Benoit, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think you were getting Benoit. <laughs> no, 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 no. And also, 19 years ago today, she won the IC belt. Holy shit. Today? Oh, look at you. Wow. Look at you being detailed Dusty Dave over here. Yeah, are you sure you're not dating right now in a girl form? <laughs> I love China. Like li- like living the sober life now, giving us all the details. Thank Dusty Kate or something. We're going to call you Dusty Kate. Dusty Kate, I like it. <laughs> Detailed Dusty Kate. <laughs> All right, um, guys, I do want to talk about SmackDown 1000, but before we get into that, um, Raw real quick. Raw was not too bad, to be it honest. It wasn't bad. It was okay. It wasn't, like, spectacular, um, but they're, they are still pushing Crown Jewel hard. And they also we got we got some good promotion in there for Evolution fucking fine, finally, but um, we don't usually get political on the show for good reason, um, hmm. but with everything going on in Saudi Arabia with all the political turmoil with the Turkish and the the, uh, the journalist, the yeah. question has been raised: Is w, well WWE? I don't think WWE is going to cancel the show. Absolutely not. It's going to stay in Saudi Arabia. It's going to stay in Crown Jewel. But the question is. Should they? Should they cancel it completely or should they just move it? 
it's it's a tough question because well, I read an article before we started that uh, the Turkish the Turkish government has proof via like audio recording that the Saudis did in fact do it and they destroyed this guy. Like I'll spare the details, you can read the article. Yeah. Um but it was brutal and it's just like not a way someone should go ever. It was very inhumane. So it's kind of like what kind of look does this give for WWE if they continue on their show? And like they did last time, they praised the shit out of Saudi Arabia for being a prog- like a new up and coming progressive company, a uh, co- company country. Country. Um, and like they praised the the prince, and they praised like everything. So it would be really awkward if they do that again, giving all the political turmoil that's going on. It's going to be a hard. Very weird, it's a very weird position. WWE is in right now. Like I don't understand what the the hard on is for Saudi Arabia, other than the it's money. money. That's all it is. It's really money, and it's, you also have to think about this um, in the, from a political standpoint as well. Unfortunately, but um, I will talk about this more in my Watch the Throne video mini series on YouTube and on RamblingDan.com. Shameless plug. Um, but you have to think about it politically. Trump. One of Trump's cabinet members is Linda McMahon, who ironically runs the small business part of the cabinet, which I think is fucking hysterical. And, <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good attempt. Um, and you have Trump, who has come out and said that he has to give the prince of Saudi Arabia the benefit of the doubts. Um, what? This. And I... And I, 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 that's what he, that's what he came up, he tweeted about or some shit like that. Um, yeah, he said innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and Which, in, in all fairness to him. He could be right. Like, he, you could be right because th- this is a very serious accusation. And if you're wrong, like, yeah, and it, you should, you should be innocent until proven guilty. But I think a lot of the evidence is coming out saying, no, yeah, no, they're they're pretty guilty. Like it's like a ninety five percent certainty, that guys, that they're pretty fucking guilty. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and and with the fact that a bunch of other big companies have backed out of a big event in Saudi Arabia, including Amazon yep. and uh, a couple of Sony. other big big name companies, Sony, I think, as well, have backed out of this big global event that was going to go on Saudi Arabia. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a kind of a big sign. But I think if Trump doesn't put the axe on this, um, on his relationships with Saudi Arabia, because he, he has a very strong relationship with the Prince of Saudi Arabia, um, if Trump doesn't back out, then I don't think WWE is going to back out either. Well, I read something that Vince said, if Trump backs out, then he'll back out. Pretty much, like wherever Trump goes is where WWE is gonna go. If Trump's is, Trump is like, all right, I don't have evidence. We're gonna see how this plays out. WWE is gonna be like, we're gonna see how this plays out. Ironically, though, they did not mention. They were very, very strategic in not mentioning the Saudi Arabia at all. They just said crown jewel, which I like. They did say crown jewel because I'm. Tr- I, I was thinking because I was actually consciously listening for it. Uh, last week when Triple H did the Are You Ready promo, did he say Saudi Arabia, like, are you ready? Like, he said, like, um, for, like, you better get ready because they're crown jewel. Like, I, I don't remember if he mentioned Saudi Arabia in the promo, but in the video package, they, if they did, they cut it out. I don't remember him actually saying Saudi Arabia I don't either. at all. So maybe he didn't say it, but I'm saying if he did, they cut it out. 
Probably. Yeah. And they, they, they took Saudi Arabia off their website, which means people makes, makes people speculate they're going to not do it. But end of the day, I, th- I think they will. I think um, they will as well. And I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world, like, <laughs> like to be honest. It just, it's, it, I mean, it could be circumstance. Um, and it could be just coincidence that this guy got killed. However, you're talking about a guy who was a journalist um, that was based in that was based in the U.S. on the East Coast, uh, writing for the Washington Post, a very uh, a very highly uh, accredited newspaper, and he was very critical of the Saudi Arabian government. And then the one time he goes over to that uh, side of a country to get some papers for his soon-to-be marriage. He gets killed in the consulate? Like, it could be just... It, like I said, it could be just circumstance. It doesn't seem like it, but... Yeah, there is a possibility. spoken against the Saudi Arabian government in particular. Like, this guy was fighting for freedoms and equality in all of the Middle East. Yeah. So, this if he was... He wasn't killed on accident, let's put it that way. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, it could be a rogue, you know, group of Saudis that went out... To, to take to take this guy out, but highly unlikely. So I mean, what we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just have to see. It's it's just a really shitty situation, and Vince must be like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> like, are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> well, thank God the women aren't showing up there. Right. I still think they might move it to the UK because they're so uh, up on the UK right now. It would work. I mean, England has crown jewels too. I've seen them. They're fabulous. The The UK was actually going to get a King of the Ring tournament, but then once they announced Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, it got canceled. No, I remember that. I was really excited about that. Which is, which is a shame because this World Cup has all Americans, including Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Can we just discuss that the, the World Cup is just everyone from 10 years ago? Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of yeah. great. WWE is in like a midlife crisis. It's perfect. It's, it's it's all it's all white Americans and a Mexican and, San a Mexican San Diego dude. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'll talk to like my friends from high school that like remember me loving wrestling back in high school, and I tell them what's happening now, and they're like, "Is it high school again?" I'm like, yeah, basically. It damn well could be. You're like pretty much, bro. Fucking Christ. I don't even know how this World Cup tournament's gonna go. Is that gonna be like half the show? I don't know. Well, what's the way? What's the card on that? It's DX and Brothers of Destruction, the World Cup. The triple threat for a universal title. Daniel Bryan, Miz. Not Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, AJ. Daniel Bryan, AJ. That's four. And then you have the four World Cup thing, so. Talk about like eight matches right there. Ugh. Who knows? Maybe a battle royal. Something absurd. Because... Maybe they'll maybe they'll announce a few more things. Maybe Shinsuke will defend the belt. Maybe Randy Orton will do something. I don't know. But um, anything else mentioning on Raw before we do a full SmackDown show? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, they announced the Evolution Battle Royal, which is one of my, which is something that really got under my skin. Yeah. Because you have all these people like Ember Moon and Nia Jax and Tori Wilson's coming back, yay, and Asuka are all in this battle royal when they could have easily, and I mean very, very easily, 
got in a singles match against somebody. I also have a point to bring up. So you know how Naomi won the um, the women's battle royal at Mania and got the co- her uh, opportunity. She still hasn't gotten a title shot yet. Why isn't she going? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that thing that meant nothing. <laughs> was she supposed to get a title shot? Was that how it happened? She was supposed to get a title shot, and then she posted something on Twitter today, being like, "Hey, if I win the battle royal, does that mean I'll get two championship opportunities? Still haven't gotten my championship opportunity, and still haven't gotten my trophy." Wow. Well, I mean, she's got a point. I mean, but does she really want that trophy from WrestleMania? Like, I don't want that trophy. Gross, from what I remember. It looked like an ovary. Yeah. With the little red, like, ribbons and shit on the side. It was like a child did it. <laughs> There's something missing from his trophy. Oh, I know. Ribbons. How many? <laughs> Just one. One ribbon on each side. One solid colored <laughs> Ribbon. Ribbon. Exactly. Like, oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, another I, raw thing. Yeah. Apparently, Lita and Trish are, like, staying after Evolution for, like, a little bit. What do you mean? Like, staying on TV? Yeah. Like, they're gonna wrestle more. Yeah, I mean, what else do they have to do? I mean, Trish has but two let's kids. Let's see how they look. Tr- uh, Lita almost died at the Royal Rumble, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, when she almost broke her neck during the movie. Yeah, she almost broke her freaking neck. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like they'll be fine. Um, I, I did like, I actually did enjoy Tamina versus Nia Jax. Yeah, I wanted yeah. that for a long time. Dude, I, I, can't even pretend, I can't even pretend to care about Tamina. <laughs> yeah, but I think to, that, can't the do match it. that they put That was the, the only match did, I cared about for Tamina. The match that they did on Raw could have easily been an evolution match. Like, two Samoan females going at it for, like, the first time ever, quote-unquote on, like, a pay-per-view would have been a great attraction to see. And they put on a pretty great match. Like, I had no clue Tamina was that strong to lift up Nia. Yeah, that was some, that was some pretty impressive shit, not gonna lie. And, and hold her there with ease. Yeah, and they, they kind of they kind of cock-teased an uh, Ember Moon heel turn, but then they're like, oh, wait, no, that'd be stupid. Why would we ever do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. Um, I really hope... Tamina gets kind of more airtime. I also find it weird that Tamina was drafted to SmackDown and then just showed up on Yeah, Raw. I was confused about that too. I'm like, I thought she was on SmackDown, but clearly I was wrong. I mean, Nikki was on SmackDown too. And Big Show was on Raw and then he showed up on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't, it's all weird. I don't get it. Also, I'm mad Sasha's back. You're mad? Don't talk about my boo like I'm that. sorry, but I hate your boo. It's okay. No one's perfect. Like, I was so happy not hearing it's boss time for two months. Let's call. Let's call. I went to the I went to the bathroom when um that was happening. I heard I was literally on the toilet hearing it's I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, just wow, so I'm, angry. I'm glad I miss this. Oh man. I mean, I'm happy she's healthy because it looked like for a while evolution was going to be without some of their bigger um, components to put off that pay-per-view. Sasha was injured. Uh, Bliss was injured. Well, she's well, cleared now, too. Like doing anything relevant anyway. That's true, but, I mean, you still needed you still needed your heavy hitters of the current women's roster to be at that show, or else this kind of pay-per-view means nothing. Yeah, that would have been helpful. You know, so Sasha's back. They're not going to give us Sasha Bailey, unfortunately. You know what? I don't want to see it anymore. I'm over it. Yeah, I don't care anymore, either. I'm not over. It's like it. it's like it's like when you, it's like when you hit up a hot chick like three times and she says no every single every single time. You're like, you know what? 
I'm, I'm done. I've I've reached I've reached my quota. You 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 reached you reached the, you reached the max limit. It took just way too long, and then never happened. Yeah, they huh? they they fucked it up. I was gonna ask you, Will, are you talking about from personal experience? Well, of course, it's a, it's a three strike rule. Sure. If they, if they give you an "I'm busy" kind of three times in a row, you're kind of like, well, okay, well, fuck you then. Never heard of a three strike rule, but whatever, cool. I'm not three strike. This rule. isn't baseball. It's like a, it's like a baseball thing. <laughs> I'm aware, but that's why I don't watch or play baseball. I do watch baseball online. I don't watch yeah, baseball now. right now, by the way. <laughs> Anywho, um, but yeah, that's, I think that's all for Raw. Yeah, I, I literally scrolled through and Apollo Crews interrupted Elias. I don't even want to talk about it. That was actually interesting. No, literally, I, I heard the music. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Maybe, maybe this means Apollo Crews will do something, but who the fuck knows? Maybe Apollo will join um, the new black faction in Leah Rush and Bobby Lashley. Oh, oh my God. No. I, I hate it. I thought I loved I it, but love I hate Leo it. I love Leah Rush. Leah Rush is the man. <laughs> I love Leah Rush, but like he's too good for Bobby Lashley. That's why I hate it. Well, that's why it's going to work. He they shouldn't have come back. They're going to Titus Worldwide with Leo Rush as the mouthpiece. That I could love. Better than Titus. No, Titus is going to take a back seat, and Leo Rush is going to be the mouthpiece of Titus Worldwide. That I'd be fine with. <laughs> so, SmackDown 1000, guys. Like I said, it was very whelming. And it's it started out with our truth in the ring, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't good. This yeah, isn't, yeah. This here isn't we go. go well. <laughs> And then I heard Stephanie McMahon's music. I went double. Uh, oh, I'm like, wait a minute. You're the commissioner of Raw. What the fuck are you doing here? Former commissioner of And then, then of Shane came out. Vince came out. There was a dance break. And that was, I think that was it. I don't remember what I'm sorry that, that that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I was like, this, could, I was like, this couldn't have started off in a worse way. That was just me. I mean, yeah. I, I saw Vince coming out. I was like, all right, this is going to be interesting. Oh, I know what can make this better. A dance break. And I was like, wait, this is it? Although, it was really funny to see Vince dance again. I honestly thought they were going to open with Evolution. <laughs> that Evolution segment turned into a dumpster fire real it quick. It was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, like they, they all came out. I was like, okay, Roth action. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's a stretch. Um, <laughs> Batista made a dick joke. Ric Flair dick joke. Yeah, he made a Ric Flair dick joke. His balls probably hang to his knees. Uh, Randy Orton kind of went in business for himself and went heel. Shitted on everybody. Triple H kind of kissed his own ass. As he does. And Ric Flair didn't make much sense. And Batista talked too long and nothing really happened. Everyone, everyone on I, I was actually on Twitter for this one. Guys, I watched SmackDown. I watched. I did something I haven't done in years. I watched wrestling like SmackDown live. And on Twitter at the same time. I'm proud of you. And on Twitter. I had, I had a few tweets out there. Will Tarashek, Tyson Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... And I was, I was, just, I was disappointed because Twitter was kind of going off. It's like, oh, my God, he challenged Triple H WrestleMania. I'm like, that didn't happen. <laughs> None it, of those words happened. They hugged. So, they hugged at the end. For like, now. Batista yeah. bomb, pedigree, kicking the dick, something, something. Give me something. <laughs> but, no, they just kind of hugged and it was weird. Well, I mean, but I think Batista really screwed up the timing of everything because, you know, Batista wasn't originally invited 
to SmackDown 1000 in his hometown of Washington, D.C. So he bitched and moaned. And they're like, all right, we're not going to invite you by yourself. We're going to bring Evolution out for no reason, even though they're a raw faction. And then they gave Batista the mic, and I think he deliberately wasted time by doing, like, a Hall of Fame speech. It was beautifully bad. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, this is just bad. I was in a good place when I watched it, so I was just very confused for about half of it. <laughs> Especially when Flair got on the mic, and he was like, Woo! 1,000! I'm more used to 10,000! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I get it, that's how many women you, that's like, I get, I get how many women you slept with, allegedly. <laughs> which, I, which I kind of believe. I don't know, Will Chamberlain might have him beat. Maybe. All right, here, here's, okay, Ric Flair with 10,000 women. I don't not believe him. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't believe him, but I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I, 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 I give you that. Where does one find the time, though? What was that? How does, where do you one find the time for 10,000 different women, though? When you're Ric Flair, you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, when you when you when you tell someone to ride Space Mountain, she she rides it. Someone just asks Halle Berry. Ooh, yeah, he admitted to doing that, didn't he? He admitted to yeah, Halle Berry rode Space Mountain back in the nineties, apparently. And someone had to. Well, I mean, go Ric Flair. I mean, he's what I want to be when I when I grow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, all right, ten thousand. Ten. I mean, okay. How many of them had to be? I, I, like. All of them couldn't have been tens. Like, how many fours do you think had to be there? At least two hundred. I don't know. <laughs> a solid chunk. Because keep in mind his pre-fame days too. One in five. It's, it's fair. It's, it's uh, flair. Huh? It is. It, it is flair. Ah, uh, it is flair. It is flair. Flair is pretty much picking up where Hugh Hefner left off. Yeah. Yeah. That's good analogy. I mean, yeah, Ric Flair's Ric Flair came out to his fifth wedding. His fifth wedding, mind you, to his own rap song. It was album. great. <laughs> the Ric Flair drop. Ric Flair drip, yeah. Drip. That's what it was. Drip. He came out to Ric Flair drip to his fifth wedding, like fifth wedding. They should have played it five times. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else happened on SmackDown 1000? I think the best segment altogether was Edge's segment with Becky Lynch. Oh, it was great. It was. It, absol it absolutely was. Seeing Edge with hair made me so happy. <laughs> like, I, I, have, I haven't been that happy since last time I saw Edge with hair. Seeing Edge do his entrance without Pyro made me the most, made me the saddest person ever. <laughs> He, like, did his whole thing, and it's like he was waiting to hear something, and he was like, oh, huh, huh, all right, all right, I'm walking through it. It's like they told him he was going to get it, and then he didn't get it anyway. You know what? If I was running the show, I'd do the same thing, too. <laughs> I would have just waited for it. I would have just stood there huffing and puffing until they gave me pyro. <laughs> I don't care if it took a whole commercial break. <laughs> but, it, guys, this was also problematic, I was watching SmackDown Live, and I couldn't pause the stream which was very upsetting, <laughs> and I had I had I had to prep for the uh, the you know what, and I had to go to the bathroom. If so like wants Edge to was know, talking, well yeah, Edge Edge was Edge was talking, and fucking I was like, damn it! So I missed Becky Lynch saying she loved herself. I was very upset. Not only did she say she loved herself, I mean, well, first off, Edge really really cut a very great promo, 
about how he he pretty much talked about the evolution of his character and how how he had to be a real life dick and how he had to cut so many people off to the fact yeah. where he couldn't to the fact where he couldn't like really like live with himself. And like, did you watch my run with Lita? Like, there, there's some shit I regret in there. I had a live <laughs> sex scene. In a, in a nip slip. Yeah, right? And then he talks about, like, hating himself or whatever. I was like... And it made, me be- it, it made me believe that Edge actually lived this for a period of time. And then he, you know, got, be- got better and married Beth Phoenix. Um, and he's trying to relate this to, to Becky... And it, and Becky's play with her facial expressions. She's playing it really well, like she's putting a lot of thought into it. Yeah. And then she was like, "You're right. I don't like myself. I love myself. I give myself Bailey hugs." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she cut a really savage line, which I did not think she would be able to get away with on TV. What was it? I missed it. She was like, you can get out of my ring now. And she goes, oh, by the way, don't hurt your neck on the way out. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, that hurt. that's right in the feelings, man. But yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect for her character. Becky Lynch is, by and large, right now, the best heel on the planet. And I love it. She's such a bitch. She's just such a bitch. But it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. I just love that no matter what she does, she's going to get cheered. That's amazing. Well, that's how great like, of a babyface she was. Yeah. It, this is going to sound really wrong, but the best female character is just the biggest bitch. Right now, yeah. I mean, Charlotte in her heel run was a great character. Yeah, because she was a bitch. Sasha in her heel run was a fantastic character. Because she was a bitch. <laughs> yeah, because she is inherently a bitch. Yeah. As story why, goes. why did Bailey get stale really fast? Because she wasn't a bitch. Well, we also never they didn't let her be Bailey. Yeah, I mean Bailey was just so lovable. Like, did you watch? Obviously, you watched the Young Classic. That uh, what was it? Jessie? She was just all clumsy and goofy, and it's kind of like, hmm. oh yeah, Jessie's kind of cool though. No, I, I was just like, you know what? That's that's you in real life. Like that is <laughs> that is who you are and you know what girl i totally dig it i, I was i was rooting for her and then she lost yeah i mean she's a she's a rookie on the on the uh nxt brand so i don't think she was going far no um but yeah um aj styles and daniel bryan lost to the usos for no reason yeah what the fuck was that match super kick and a winner it's uh it's part of her like friendly tournament their friend their their like friendly competition thing where they're just gonna face each other for the biggest prize in the game uh but they're gonna do it with respect yeah i don't like it i hate wrestling i mean here's here's the problem you have a dream match like daniel bryan and aj styles and vince is just going in the back and hmm how can i ruin this (laughs) i got it they're both faces and they both don't want to hurt each other (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> ruined like, I, I know how it's like, gonna end guys so remember in Mean Girls at Homecoming when Katie breaks the tiara and gives it to everyone so everyone can be homecoming queen <laughs> that's how this is gonna end they're gonna stop the match no contest and AJ and Bro- Daniel are gonna rip the belt together and each hold half of it and together they'll be the WWE champion they're gonna take the jewels off and give them to the, the king of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna lay cool the championship. They're gonna lay cool. Oh, I could pretend to like that. <laughs> I'm gonna hate it. 
I could just see them like once somebody like AJ kicking Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan holding his neck and being AJ be like, oh my god, are you okay? Are you okay? I didn't mean it. <laughs> That's what I hope happens. Can someone get him ice? <laughs> <laughs> he had a neck injury. We're in the desert. There has to be ice somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They should make a total mockery of the match. <laughs> oh maybe, maybe, maybe AJ turns heel here because I think AJ's title reign has been very historic. It's been about a year around this time. I think it might have passed a year at this point. It's getting close, but, but it's been very lackluster. Like he's never been close to the main event, and he's kind of been an afterthought. He needs somebody the, that's going to turn him up a notch. Like he he needs he needs a second half of his run like Punk did, like when he turned heel. Yeah, he needs someone that's going to elevate him. I think Samoa Joe was that person to elevate him, and that feud was fantastic. And it did, uh, but he's right back down at mediocrity again. I know because they're going to give it Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's second time around in WWE or third time, theoretically, has been pretty lackluster. I mean, they're still growing on the Daniel Bryan nostalgia act thing. I thought Miz would have been a better opponent for AJ at this point in his career. Yeah, a thousand percent. But I mean, it's Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's going to put tickets in there. I think Miz has something to say about this match. I think Miz might interfere, and and this is where things might might get a little crazy but i believe by the royal rumble the miz is in the championship picture in some way Absolutely. shape or form well miz miz qualified for the world cup because i don't know it came back from commercial kurt angles on commentary he said like four words uh aiden english came out distracted him miz got the roll up high five and he left <laughs> like that was it that was like why was kurt angle out here they didn't say anything he didn't say shit Literally nothing happens. No, nothing at all. And that was the, that was kind of the backdrop of SmackDown 1000 itself. Nothing happened. Nothing happens. Except, except we had, we had Should a, uh, that the tag team title switch was a nice surprise. But, but why? we had a big show heel turn again, which was the not a nice surprise. The 1000 heel turn. Yep, it was like, I, I, you saw my tweet. Uh, leave it to Big Show to fucking turn heel on Raw and SmackDown 1000. <laughs> <laughs> Someone thought it was really funny for him to do that. They're like, Big, so you're turning heel. You down? Oh, fucking all right. Yeah, no, that was Actually, a shocker. Fun, fun fact about Big Show. Um, I have a, I have a former coworker and a good friend of mine who's actually working on a, a sci-fi TV show with the Big Show. Um, and I, I, he's like, Will, I'm with the Big Show right now. I'm like, ask him how he survived falling off a building in 1996. <laughs> And, and he, he, he literally, I'm going to read you this text messages. Let me, alright, we've got to hear this. This, this is from, this is from uh, my former post producer, Mikey Sags. Shout out to Mikey Sags. Shout out to Mikey Sags. Uh, Mike's a glam bro, but I call him Mikey Sags. Now, where the fuck is it? It's a, it's a group text. Here it is. Um, <laughs> he goes, he said it was his first ever stunt. At, he he was 23 and fell three stories on a giant airbag, and he flipped off Hogan on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. 
<laughs> I go, literally, I was on the bus onto work, and I laughed out loud, and the person next to me was like, dude. <laughs> but now I'm going to ask, I'm going to text him tomorrow and be like, yo, because Big Show might be wrapped shooting, I'm not sure, but I'm like, if you're still there, ask him what the fuck the deal is. Like, <laughs> like yeah. why did you have to turn again? And they're going to be called the Big Bar now. <laughs> the Big Bar. Yeah. They're, 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 they're a big bar now. I mean, how do you guys like your big show? Uh, yeah, feel or haste? Feel or haste? Because you can't tell. I can't really tell. I just like him doing so. I don't know. I like comedy big show. Comedy big show was a riot for a while. Like in the sumo, like in the sumo garb? And when he was Shokishi? Oh, yeah. Shokishi? Yeah, we, he did the Rikishi spoof and he was Shokishi. When he made out with Vicky Guerrero and she slapped that... his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the build to WrestleMania 25, that was that was really weird. It's wrestling for you. Yeah, it is wrestling for you. Yeah. I fucking I've turned heard... a million goddamn times. Alright, Evolution, we talked about that. World Cup, we talked about that. Cutting oh, edge. Oh, I, I do want to bring up, speaking of like... Uh, WWE's audio video team. Their video package to start out SmackDown 1000 was fantastic. Beautiful. It was. I, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? This is why I enjoyed SmackDown all these years. Yeah, and we, we are we are going to talk about some of our favorite SmackDown moments to to uh, kind of end end the show here. But the last thing to talk about is the return of Buyaka Buyaka. 619. Six one nine, you know what, dude? He looked good. He looked in shape. He was fast, and he won. Yeah, I mean, poor, poor Shinsuke, but Sh- Shinsuke kind of botched the ending. But besides that, they put on a good match. I really enjoyed that match. I would like to see them more. Yeah, I feel like they can do an extended feud together. I mean, Rey Mysterio looks like he's in the best shape of his life at his age. I mean, well, we even said that when we were at the Royal Rumble and he came out. We were like, yo, he looks. Fantastic. Like, he looks, like, vibrant and springy. Like, so energetic. Yeah, I don't know. He's, I mean, he also, he did a baseball slide into, like, a splash. Yeah, that was fucking wild. Yeah, that was really weird. I loved it. How does he, how the the fuck does he do that? (laughs) Like, he's so good. (laughs) It's not possible. I've never seen him before. It's like, how did you do that? But whatever. That's that's Rey Mysterio for. I just really hope he gets a solid run on SmackDown before they push him to 205 Live. Yeah, dude, don't get don't get too excited because you know where I am in '98. I'm in March of '98 on the WCW Monday Night Wars, and guess where yeah. Rey Mysterio is? Spoiler, he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just glad you're into '98. So I'm not I'm not too optimistic about his return, but I am hopeful. <laughs> um. So he won going on to the World Cup. Probably going to get squashed by John Cena again, but that's okay. And then they announced Undertaker was going to come out. The match ended. We're like, okay, I guess no Undertaker. And then Gong. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he came, he came out, said rest in peace. Then he left and smacked him off the air. And they like, got boo- he got fucking booed last night. Well, no, he got booed when he said Crown Jewel. Yeah, he did because, you know, what we talked about earlier. But yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, just, 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 uh. He did the same thing he did on Raw in a video package in person. Yeah. And I really like that, that video, video package. package. 
I watched that video package and I was like, God, wrestling's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, these guys are so old and like, this was cool in the '90s when you when you both weren't my grandfathers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad. It's really, really bad. The other things I didn't like about SmackDown 1000 is how are you going to have SmackDown 1000 without The Rock? I was, yeah. They got a tweet. I don't get, yeah, fuck the tweet. I mean, SmackDown 1000 made The Rock. SmackDown 1000 made pretty much John Cena. Um, SmackDown 1000 made, uh, who else? I tweet about someone that made, that... SmackDown went down. Oh, Edge. SmackDown, Edge. SmackDown made there. Edge a star. Yeah, I mean, but Edge was there, but, like, you didn't have your two bigger names there. Like, SmackDown was named after a catchphrase from The Rock. Yeah. And you're not going to have The Rock there? Like, The Rock should open up the show or something. I was really upset about that. I get he's, like, a busy Hollywood man now, but I feel like they could have made some sort of... um some sort of leeway with him and get him on the show for something. Maybe even a video package, but a tweet? A tweet sucked. That was a you, you didn't have Brock on the show. You didn't have the one-legged kid. He sent out a tweet. Pretty much... The Zach Gowen? Yeah, Zach Gowen. Yeah. Pretty much the people who tweeted, like the celebrities who tweeted about SmackDown 1000 were was a lot more, was a lot better than the actual SmackDown 1000 show. Yeah. And Brock, another guy who was made on SmackDown... Exactly. Uh, Johnny Gargano debuted on SmackDown as an 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And he, t- he tweeted out his, like, his gimmick that he was. Uh, Beth Phoenix tweeted out, tweeted out about SmackDown 1000. So SmackDown was, um... SmackDown got treated like the B-Show. It's because it one- is the B-Show, unfortunately. For its 1000th episode, which is, uh, which is a really bad slap in the face. Especially after... All the things that happened, like the King Booker era, they had King Booker on for with Jerry the King Lawler, and they really did nothing with that. Uh, and they John, missed their cue. Yeah, John Lawler. You see, you was see there. Booker like tapping King is like King, go. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea. They had no idea. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh my god! If there's two people who shouldn't be on commentary, let alone alone, but together, <laughs> it's. It's Booker T and Jerry the King Lawler in 2018. Because Booker T yeah. was never good on commentary. Jerry the King Lawler hasn't been good on commentary since his heart attack. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Jerry has his moments here and there. Um, I thought Vicky Guerrero could have had a better role in SmackDown 1000. Yeah, I was like, why is Johnny Ace there? He wasn't SmackDown GM. He was Raw GM. Well, no, I think he was both for a little bit. Was he? Yeah. I like how we had Kurt Hawkins with a picture of Zack Ryder. I was hysterical with the edgeheads. <laughs> the edgeheads. <laughs> oh, man. And Teddy Long was coming back and dancing. That's all he does. It's all holla, 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 holla. That's all he dance, needs to dance, do. Dance. That, that's all Teddy Long ever needs to do ever forever. Then, now, forever. All right, guys. Um, SmackDown 1000 episodes. You know, SmackDown was the first show I watched. I watched SmackDown every week for a few months before I even started watching Raw. So, so it was the first. It was the first big network show for WWE after Saturday main event in the eighties. Yeah, essentially. And I, SmackDown has as a, as a special place in my heart. Some of my favorite memories. I remember it was two thousand summer of two thousand nine. I believe it was right when I turned PG, 
And this was a promo, this, like, I was 14. And 14-year-old me marked the fuck out when Vicky went back to Edge. And after, like, Edge divorced or whatever. And she goes, I reinstated The Undertaker. And the crowd lost their mind. I lost my mind. And she announced a Hell in a Cell match for SummerSlam. And I fucking lost it. That's a great I mean, my moment is probably one of pretty much everybody's favorite moment from SmackDown is Stone Cold beating up Booker T all throughout a supermarket. <laughs> so I, I missed I missed the SmackDown 6. I missed a lot of the, the, the... I missed the ring explosion. I missed a lot of the really, really good SmackDown moments, but I did get Randy Orton RKOing Mark Henry and doing like a somersault. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Remember, um, he does like a full split in the air and does like that weird fucking... Dap or whatever, <laughs> he does some weird dance. Yeah, he's he's weird as hell. Um, I mean, you also have Kurt Angle versus Brock put on a legendary Iron Man match on TV. Uh, I think it was the first televised Iron Man match too. You have the ring explosion between Big Show and Brock Lesnar. Uh, there's you have Eddie Guerrero's championship run. Which was which was wild. You have the Batista era of SmackDown, where Batista was like the hottest thing in the world. You have the Batista Rey Mysterio feud, and you have you have the best SmackDown feud of all time: Jamie Noble versus Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, didn't um who was it? Didn't Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo get married on SmackDown? Billy and Chuck did get married on on SmackDown. That was in the video, the opening promo package with Eric Bischoff as the fucking uh. The priest. I now pronounce you. <laughs> when he invaded, uh, when he invaded SmackDown with three minute warning. Uh, do you think wasn't SmackDown when Eric Bischoff and Stephanie McMahon made out randomly? On the Halloween. Yeah. When John Cena was like, that has the greatest Halloween costume ever. <laughs> I I was I I was I was watching that saw that picture I looked at my closet my Macho Man costume I was like damn it <laughs> <laughs> Smackdown is also if you forget when we had Word Life John Cena and he was like Stephanie let me get a crack of that ass <laughs> ne- never saw that one oh re- you ne- watch it John Cena's you know what like I'll get there by twenty twenty three yeah right. <laughs> He, John Cena's all thugged out, and this is when Stephanie McMahon is like, didn't have three kids and still like stupidly hot and has a, still has a lot of like plastic surgery done, and she's still like kind of semi slutty Stephanie. And John Cena's like, wow, Stephanie, you look hot. And he's like, Stephanie, let me get a crack your ass. And then Stephanie like literally like bends over in the ring, and John Cena slaps her ass on live television. Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> she will never learn. She doesn't have to. Look who her father is. That's very true. That's very true. Vince has tried to get an incest angle for like the longest. Yeah, it's really weird. Alright, uh, Kate, what are your summer favorite moments? Were you more of a raw girl? I was more of raw growing up. And then I got more into SmackDown when I got older. But I've like gone back and like watched all of it. So, I'll say this is probably my answer for everything. But the Jeff Hardy CM Punk feud. Very good feud. Straight Edge Society. That is just my favorite era of wrestling. That. That moment in time is my favorite. 
that era of SmackDown is honestly very underrated because on one side you had like you had John Cena patrolling Raw and like the Nexus, and on the other side you had the Straight Edge Society and Cody Rhodes doing some of the best work of his career. Wasn't that uh, gorgeous, now, Cody obviously. Rhodes or something? Yeah, we had Dash and Cody Rhodes. Then he broke his nose and was grotesque Cody Rhodes. <laughs> he's putting bags on people's face. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. He's freaking awesome. <laughs> this is so good. What else did I love on SmackDown? Jeff and Punk Forever. Um, John Cena's debut was just iconic. Yeah. And the House of Horrors match, obviously. <laughs> the House of Horrors mats. They had they had the picture of Randy Orton burning down the fucking shed or whatever, and I was like, oh my god, memories. That was such a beautiful moment in time. But I genuinely, yeah. the promo he burned the house down was beautiful, and then everything else was garbage. If you yeah. can't beat him, join him. And if you can't, and then when you join him, screw him. <laughs> and burn their house Randy. down. <laughs> Randy. Also, Is that what the voices very... told you, Randy? <laughs> oh man a very underrated feud as well in on Smackdown recently was um The Miz and Dolph Ziggler The Miz and Dolph Ziggler did have a great feud ending in that ladder match yes I mean and The that... Miz in general The Miz is, The Miz brought the IC title back and The Miz started his big run again on Smackdown mhm that's Talking Smack yeah Talking Smack there you go The that's one of the most iconic moments in SmackDown history is that Talking Smack promo. It's one of the most legendary promos of all time. Seriously. Alright. Um, so guys, SmackDown 1000, very whelming. Very whelming. It was very, it was very lukewarm. Um, but, you know what? They have a thousand more episodes to not fuck it up. <laughs> so, so let, let's see how far they can go. Ricky, are you ready for tweets? Uh, I am ready, willing, and gable. Tweets. It's time for this week's top five tweets. Tip of the crown featuring King Ricky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my top five favorite tweets of the week from Wrestling Twitter. Hashtag tip of the crown. Let's start with number five. And number five comes from our guest from last week, Kathy, Count Cathula, at Blue70517. She goes... Tonight on Samoan Family Feud, Nia Jax versus Tamina. I like it. Yeah, it should have called it Samoan Family Feud. Um, my number four favorite tweet of the week comes from Lee at underscore Lee C. Morgan. And she goes, You really expect us to believe that's Kurt? The guy has a neck. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was saying the same thing. <laughs> when I watched it live, I was like, That's not Kurt. That guy has a neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad me and her are on the same page. You guys are both from Massachusetts, so whatever. Um, uh, so my no my number three favorite tweet of the week comes from Will Mahoney at Heel Will Mahoney, and he goes, "The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom." Then he goes, "911, hello, I'd like to report a murder." <laughs> <laughs> My number two favorite tweet of the week comes from Rent With Ant member, the Diva Incarnate Issa at WWE Demon Diva. Shout out to Issa. She goes, Daniel Bryan looks like someone I want to tell my problems to. Ooh. 
she, she does. And my number one favorite tweet of the week comes from Kate Monster at Make It Loud. And she goes, I don't know. I'm kind of into this midlife crisis. I got to do all the things I haven't done, Triple H. Seriously, he was DX one night, Evolution another night. And ladies and gentlemen, that is my top five favorite tweets of the week. Hashtag tip of the crown. If you want to be part of this segment, uh, just use hashtag tip of the crown during any wrestling related event. And I'll be sure to try to look out for it every week. You can see past winners on our memory section on um, at KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter. But until next time, Will, back to you, sir. Yay! Oh, <laughs> that was um, a weird way to come back, dude. Yay! <laughs> no, it's, it's like, um, yeah. So, Kate, never answer my question. Your favorite Crash Bandicoot game? <laughs> I only played the first one. Oh, why? I am currently actually playing the first one. I've been playing Crash Bandicoot this whole podcast. Well, that's great. Yeah, I have it on the PS4. It's great. I just turned the volume down. I also, I suck at Crash Bandicoot, bro. It's awful. Um, brought to you by Crash Bandicoot. Uh, okay. Um, what else we got? Um, announcements. We, we have we do have, Evolution We have, do have some news and notes. I mean, Mae Young Classic is off to, is still going really well. Uh, I've been slowly catching up on NXT. Um, and... I, ca- Will, I, I know NXT you're not a big... this week. That, that triple well, threat was fucking amazing. Oh, it was amazing. I finally caught up the other day. I just finished watching it before we, before we started recording. I didn't know how Ricochet and Dunn... We're gonna top their one-on-one match from the week before, and they did it. It was they fire. Just added it was Adam perfect. Cole. Yeah, they they are putting on the some of the best matches in the NXT era. I mean, we had the SmackDown Six. They may be like the NXT Three. The it's NXT like, Three, if you will. The yeah, no, they might be the NXT Three. Um, no offense to EC Three, because um, if you think about it, they are just putting on some ridiculous matches week in and week out. Any combination of them, or any, or them with anybody else. Yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty absurd with a capital A. Yeah, and I mean, you still have you still have people that yeah, absurd spell with an A. Um, but you, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you still have other. (laughs) You're such a dick. Um, you still have other people who haven't even hit their stride yet. Like Keith Lee is going to be a major star. Velveteen Dream is about to explode like no one's business. Um, Matt Riddle's Matt Riddle's about to kick the shit out of Cassius Ono. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but like, this may be, and this is very, very hard to say. This may be the best NXT's ever been. For sure. It's it's very it's very very hard. Um, Bound for Glory was uh was this past week, and I Austin didn't Aries watch a, it, but I read about it. Austin Aries is a prick, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's actually let's talk about that. What the fuck happened there? I I don't know. I know his I, apparently his contract ended with TNA that night, and he he was throwing things at people during press conferences, and it was just it was a lot. Well, I read something that he had future stuff scheduled with TNA, but they canceled it after his uh performance. His little hissy fit. Yeah. Oh yeah, how he no sold the finisher. I need I need to watch it. I'll get there. He no-sold Bound for Glory. Freaking Sammy Callahan um, beat... Uh, what the fuck is his name? That's Solomon Crow. Yeah, Solomon Crow, fuck Sammy Callahan. Guy. The fucking death machine. He's killing it on the indies right now. Um, 
he uh oh who did he beat that was like undefeated in tna i can see his face i just remember one of who sammy gallahan beat somebody who was recently undefeated who looked like he should have been undefeated for like eternity um and you know new japan's doing some stuff CMLL had one of their big, bigger shows a couple weeks ago, and Ring of Honor's Ring of Honor. Oh, there's uh, two out of three falls got announced uh, for the NWA title, Cody Rhodes and um, and Aldis again. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, the NWA title actually means something. Finally. I like how we yeah. just did Dave's segment for him. I mean, it was it was stuff that was on my mind. <laughs> that's fair enough. Now you're going um, to get me in trouble with Dave. Thanks, Will. You're welcome. Hey, someone <laughs> has to. Yeah, it's whatever. Oh, he dated Ronda twice. Okay. So I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the list. All right, are we ready for King of the Night? Oh, also, we do have the other announcement of Evolution. We still have, you know, we're still selling t-shirts, uh, the Warrior t-shirts that go to Breast Cancer Research. We have a uh, we have a link up now as well that we probably tweet out every fucking day um, t- uh, to donate if you don't want to buy a t-shirt. If you enter, if you give us a donation, you'll be automatically entered into a raffle for a Young Bucks or Cody Rhodes autographed picture. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, oh we, we're an award-nominated podcast now. Yay! That's right. How do we forget about that? The Wrestle Hub has nominated us um, in our first ever wrestling podcast awards um, for three different categories: best uh, best trio, uh, thanks Dave, uh, best live podcast, and also podcast of the year. Um, other people on our network have also been nominated. Demon Diva was nominated, I think, for best solo. Uh, Manson to get the podcast, the the shoot style podcast now called Ninety Six Six Radio, which by the way is fucking hysterical. Um, and Ram with N, uh, Ram with N, and who got next? So pretty much everybody on the on our networks got nominated for something, which just shows how pretty much how powerful we are as a network and how good the rest of our shows are. So if you like us. I would strongly encourage that you listen to the rest of our shows as well, because apparently other people like us too. Um, voting's open now. Voting is open now for the Wrestling Podcast Awards. Hint, hint, voting is unlimited. So you can vote as many times as you want for a bunch of different people. It ends on the 3rd. The live show is going to be on YouTube on November 11th. So fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully you guys vote for us. I know vote I will. for us. If you're not registered to vote in your state, go register on Twitter and vote for us. Yes, please, please, for the love of God. <laughs> fuck I will Democrats, directly... <laughs> fuck Republicans, vote for the kings. We're yeah, going back don't... to the monarchy. <laughs> the only, <laughs> the only, no one gives a shit about the midterm elections. Just, just vote in this one. This Unfortunately, one... <laughs> no one gives a shit about the midterm elections. But that'll be saved. That, that is a conversation. For another day we do have a podcast. last one we do have one last thing before we go off air real quick so we are 10 days away we're pretty much after you when you hear this it's going to be almost like nine eight days away from evolution the all women's pay-per-view uh we are going to be running the beaver change tailgate a five dollar donation will get you beer drinks non-alcoholic stuff for our sober people uh just like kate and also we are going to, our, our first official guest that is going to be coming with us, which we, I surprised her with about a week and a half ago, is Kate Murphy is going to be joining us at Evolution. So we are going to have a Valkyrie, we are going to have a Valkyrie presence with us the entire time. Nice. Rant with Anne is going to be there. Uh, the Demon Diva Issa is going to be there, which I'm very excited about because she's a riot and a half. Um, Nick Giacobbe is going to Nick show. Giacobbe will be there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Get out Coming the Giacobbe money, baby. I'm expecting, a, I'm expecting two things from Mr. Giacobbe. A tan and NXT tickets. 
he's he's gonna he's gonna have neither. <laughs> I've seen the photos. He I know he's such no a pasty tan. white kid. It's really it's really unfortunate. Yes, so we are going to be around. Everybody is more than welcome to come, um, you know, and hang out and have a good time. I, I'm pretty excited for it, even though WWE apparently isn't. Uh, but it's one of the things I've been looking forward to for all of October. So be sure to uh, to check us out. Yeah, it's going to be pretty spectacular. All right, now, are we ready for King of the Night? Yeah, we're ready now, my bad. All right, Ricky, who you got? My King of the Night? Um... Oh, it's a it's a toss up between Rhonda and oh, give it, Becky. Give it, give it to Caitlyn again. But... Give it to Caitlyn. Give it to Caitlyn. <laughs> what? <laughs> give it to Caitlyn. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it to Valkyrie member Kate Murphy, who actually figured out how to do audio. <laughs> Yay! Yay! It is. There's very. Is it a very important skill to have? <laughs> yes, and who's actually a really really big trooper? Um, because earlier today, uh, I was in discussions with her, and she didn't know if she was gonna make it. She's like, "I'm sick as fuck. I'm gonna have an asthma attack. I'm puking everywhere. I don't know if I'm gonna make it." But she rallied. She rallied, and she made it on the show. So thank you, Kate, for getting for getting on the show. You're welcome. I'm very sleepy. <laughs> it's okay. So, Kate, who is your king or queen of the night? Huh. It wasn't Roman. Wow. Who was my king or queen of the night? Roman didn't do anything, so that would make sense. Probably Becky. Becky? Yeah, she fucking killed it. This is big news. You gotta pick Rhonda. Why? I am picking Rhonda. Alright guys, damn, that is actually big, big news. Becky Lynch, as she has been killing it these past few weeks. Alright, so, Ricky, we have our stands, uh, our tallies for the men. Um, but, for the, uh, but for the women, Becky Lynch has took the lead with five for the year. Nice. And, and Ronda is sitting pretty at four. Um, but the lead is still Daniel Bryan... And I think it's just Daniel Bryan with six. Huh. Daniel Bryan with yep, it's Daniel Bryan with six. And then after that, it's like a four-way tie, including Becky Lynch for second place with fifth for superstar, male or female, of the year. So we are getting close. It is almost December. It's kind of close, ladies and gentlemen, to see who is going to be there. But as Ricky, as long as Ricky keeps picking random people. It might be it might be like a six way tie, but we will have to see. Um, so, all that being said, I'm gonna pull up some music. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 119. Very whelming. Because that's, that is what SmackDown 1000 was. It was very whelming. I'm just going to type overwhelming and delete over because I don't know how to spell whelming. That's a good, <laughs> so, that's a good idea. <laughs> that, that is a very good idea because this week in wrestling was very whelming from Austin Aries being a twat to fucking... Big Nikki Bella shaking her ass in slow motion, dear lord. To uh, to Ronda Rousey being a complete savage. To Becky Lynch being the biggest bitch in the building. 
Oh, pop those bees, Will. Pop those bees. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter, KOTR underscore podcast. Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Give a shout-out and a follow to our co-host, Dusty Dave, at KOTR underscore Dusty Dave, because he's a dumbass using underscores you don't have to. Ricky. <laughs> Keep your heads in those books, Dave. Keep your heads in those books. Study. Study hard. I've been waiting 10 years for you to graduate undergrad, Dave, so you better fucking pass <laughs> these tests. For God's sakes. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's King Ricky Rose, the third man of the Kings of the Rings podcast, your social media ambassador, and the organizer of this giant evolution tailgate weekend. And um, find us on KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, SoundCloud, Google Play, pretty much wherever you can find the podcast. Or just Google us. We are like the first thing that pops up when you say Kings of the Rings. Uh, but you can find me personally on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, blogs, YouTube channels now, um, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. It is always a fun time when I have a member of the Valkyrie on the show, and Kate Murphy, you did not disappoint one bit. I am very excited to actually finally meet you in person for the Evolution Tailgate. I think Skywalker is going to be around as well. Yes. So we're going to have to drag her. Yeah, for Will's sake. We're going to have to drag her out as well. But Kate, do you have any parting words for everybody? I'll see y'all at Evolution. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy, Instagram the Kate Murphy, everything else the Kate Murphy. Pretty much. That's, that's all we got. And Will. I'm fucking tired. Send us home, sir. All right, stick with us because next week we will be back to preview Evolution because if WWE won't do it, God damn it, we will. And why? Because someone has to. No, but really. Because we're the kings of the rings. And Kate, go get some sleep because we'll see you next week. Six, one, nine.